Hi, everyone, and welcome back to My Brother's an Idiot. Yes, it's that fun-filled podcast you all love, full of goons and all kinds of goofy shit. Welcome. We're so happy you're here. While you're listening to us, jump on your computer and find us on our social channels at the Idiot Goons on Twitter. Search My Brother is an Idiot on Facebook or at King Goon Smoke on TikTok if you would like to learn more about barbecue. My name is Matt. I'm the King of the Goons, and I am just pleased as punch to introduce you to the rest of the panel. First and foremost, she is the dipshit, the producer, the voice of God, Mikaela, as she's known where the metal comes from. MJ, what's going on? I'm trying to talk shit back to me, Neil, because he's being a bitch because I'm watching the hockey game and not his dumb Jaguars game. <laughs> Shout out to our goon insider from last week. Awesome. Uh, next, the progenitor, the emperor, he who has started all of the goonery. Milty, what is going on? Hey, glad to see you all. Just back from a quick trip into Wisconsin where we sold much fishing tackle around the state. Uh, just want to shout out the uh, beer up there, the Spotted Cow. That's an awesome beer that's sold only in Wisconsin. I enjoyed it thoroughly for two straight nights and had that, a great that time. Is, that is a tasty liquid for sure. I've had a couple of those myself. And last, but certainly not least, I summon him, my brother, the idiot, Mark Goon. And I am here. Everyone else is something of the goons, so I've decided to name myself Kaiser of the Goons. Hello, minions. I am Kaiser Goon. <laughs> hey, Milty, what Yo. you got to know about Spotted Cow is in order to drink enough Spotted Cow, you actually have to have the Spotted Cow shits the next day. Did you have the Spotted Cow shits? Uh, apparently not. I, I did not did not have that issue. You did not drink enough spotted cow then. Try harder next time the next time you go up to Wisco because okay. there's an actual that there's so much yeast in the spotted cow that if you have enough of it, your shits you you know what I'm talking about if you've had spotted cow shits before. It's it it is an experience. <laughs> it is an experience. It's speaking with everybody that one night I was around 12 people. We were all drinking for the, for the most part spot, uh, spotted cow and not one person mentioned that to me. Spotted cow shits. Look, well, don't look it up. I'm sure that will come up with something. On <laughs> can, can we seriously move on? Can we move on, please? <laughs> he who is drinking a 9.4 product over there. Hello, Emperor Goon. It's your Kaiser. How are you? I just want to know where your pointed hat helmet is, if you're going to be the Kaiser. Nobody can see it because we're on the radio. Yeah, but I can see it. I don't see one on your head. You can't see anything on my head because I have moved my head to the top of the screen. Michaela, how's it going? If you're going to be the Kaiser, can I can I call you Caesar? And when you get crushed by a rock, I can scream Caesar really loudly while dramatic music yes, plays in the background. Yes, that is a JoJo joke, and I will allow it. I will allow it. Carry on, Matt. Let's get this show underway. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad I have your blessing, permission... What, what's a thing that a Kaiser would do? Your allowance? All of the above. Your your gazoon tight? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> All of it? Okay, thank you. Yes. Well, well, let us get going. We've got a new bit. New bit alert, everyone. New bit. Do, 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 do. 
<laughs> yes, we actually forced Mark to do some research, and we are pleased to bring you. All right, Mark, it is your turn to have some fun. I give you Bungie's Big Dumb over and under. Take it away, Bunga. Big Dumb. Bungie's over under. <laughs> okay. That reminds me, I have uh, a joke about the Lorax to send you. Bungie's big dumb over under. I've got several smiley faces written on my page of paper, and it's right here. The page of paper is this. The big piece of paper. <laughs> We're going to play this game right now. It's uh, Bungie's Big Dumb Over Under. And the way this game works, everybody, is I have selected anywhere between one and six stats. And those stats are from careers in professional sports, okay? And some of them are based off of current events, and some of them are just fucking fun. Uh, So we're going to do this example and then that'll kind of help explain the rules. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a person and give you a career stat and then give you a number. And your job is to guess if the number is over or under the actual number of the career stat. Does that make sense to everybody? Did I explain that really well? Sure. Okay. They're nodding in agreement. Anyways, so we're going to go ahead and get started. The first one, this is going to be kind of a trial to help you guys out, okay? This really has no um, grounds or base in anything that have had it, happened in current events. The first one is uh, all-time NFL career passing attempts per game. Number one on that list is Andrew Luck. Uh, his career over under is set at 38.5. Do you guys think it's over or under 38.5 passing attempts per game. I'm going under. Over. Over. The number is 38.3. So Matt got it right. It is under. (laughs) People that we know on the list, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Terrific, and Jared Goff are tied at eight with 35.3. Interesting, right? All right, moving on. The next stat. This is based off of... uh, Neil from last week, his favorite team had a punt return of, uh, or not even a punt return. It was a blah, 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 field goal attempt return of 109 yards. It was a 68-yard field goal by Matt Prater, Michaela's boy, and uh, Jamal Agnew returned it 109 yards, which ties the NFL career long. Matt, why are you giving me a weird look? Did the Lions play the Cardinals last week? That is correct. This is okay. all true. Matt Prater, Matt Prater kicked an 80, uh, 80, 68 yard <laughs> field goal attempt and missed it. And Jamal Agnew returned it 109 yards, which ties the longest. Um, there are no stats for that. So I went ahead and took the uh, all time yards per punt return. And number five on that list is Denver's very own Rip Rick. Up Church is number five on that list. And I have set the over-under on this at 12 yards per punt return. Is it over or under 12 yards per punt return? 
Over. over. Sure, over. Everyone says over? It is 12.1. You all got it right. Woohoo! Uh, interesting to note that George McAfee is number one at 12.8. And uh, Tyreek Hill is in a three-way tie. Uh, he's the highest active guy. Uh, three-way tie for eighth with Devin Hester and Mac Heron at 11.7. He's the highest active on that list. So there you go. Number three. All right. We're going to stick with the NFL on this one. Uh, Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal last week, which is an NFL record. Correct? Yes? Okay, cool. All right. Well, number one on extra points attempted is George Blanda. This isn't about (laughs) field goals. This is (laughs) – I have set – I have set the over under for George Blanda's extra points attempted at 955. Is it over or under 955 extra points attempted? Over. This is this is this is tight because he played till he was 49, kicking most of those years. So I'm going to say uh, under. Yeah, I'm going to say under. Over. Michaela, you are right. 959. <laughs> the highest Bronco on that list is Jason Elam, number seven, with 679 uh, extra points attempted. Okay, we're going to go to hockey for number four. And uh, this is just hockey because Michaela likes hockey. And we're going to go to the highest person on the list for uh, plus minus. Now, plus minus is uh, you get a plus every time. A even-handed or short-handed goal is scored for your team when you are on the ice. You get a minus if a goal is scored against your team at even strength or short-handed when you are on the ice. So that's how they figure out the over-under in hockey, just in case anyone at home was wondering. Number three all-time in the plus-minus list is Boston and uh, Colorado Avalanche's own Ray Bork. Ray Bork. And we are setting this over under at 530. Is it over under 530 all time plus or minus? Under. Okay, I got one under. Yeah, I'll go under. I'll go under also. All right, you all got it right. So uh, 527 is the number. Uh, Number one on that list is Larry Robinson, who I've never fucking heard of in my entire (laughs) life. It's 722. And number two is Bobby Orr at 582. Okay, number the fifth one on this is uh, we're going to go to the NBA, okay? We're going to go all the way to the NBA because basketball started this week, and uh, we're going to call this the Nana Stat because she hates when people miss free throws. Number six all-time is Denver's own, CU's own, played for the Nuggets, played for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Chauncey Billups is number six all-time in free throw percentage. Ice have set this over under at 90%. Is it over or under 90% for Chauncey Billups all-time free throw percentage? Over. Over. Oba. You guys are all wrong. Chauncey Billups is at 89.4%. Steph Curry is number one at uh, 90.69%. So there you go. Uh, One more. Do you have Chris Jackson on that list anywhere? I don't have the Mahmoud list. Mahmoud Abdul. Okay, I was just curious where he would stack up. I can look it up, but I'll no, I'll save that not- for after the bit and then you tell go. you about it later. I can I 
go back to the Chris Jackson thing um, yes. on pro football or pro basketball reference. Um, I am not seeing his name at all on this list. Um, I so I don't. Okay, my my Abdul Rauf. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Yes. I, I looked up Chris Jackson and he popped up, so I assume that this is the same guy. Yes, he changed his name. Aha, I see. Okay. Uh he was league leader uh in ninety-three and ninety-four and ninety-five and ninety-six in free throw percentage. Um, but he was really bad at free throws in Sacramento and Vancouver? Fan something. Yeah, yeah Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Yep. Ah, Vancouver. Um, and so that's why he's not on the list. His career free throw percentage is uh, 90. 90? That's really effing good. Yeah, it's pretty fucking <laughs> be- better than Chauncey Phillips. The, yeah. so the, stat, the stat I saw put him at 90.5, which would have put him at number two on the list. And then all of a sudden he was just not there. Anyways, number six, the sixth one and the final one I have prepared for you. Uh, we have... Vaughn Miller, who uh, got AFC Defensive Player of the Month for September, was announced today. Um, He had just a great, great, great um, fucking month this month. And because of that, we're going to go with this stat. And it is uh, all-time tackles for loss. And number one on that list is Terrell Suggs. And uh, it... The over-under I have set for Terrell Suggs' all-time tackles for loss is at an even 200. Are we over or under 200? Got to be over. Hmm. Oba. Sure. Over. Why not? You guys are all correct. 202, number one all-time. Vaughn is uh, number nine on the list at 141. And my guy, Julius Peppers, is number two at 175. So it's there's a big differential between some of these numbers on that list. <laughs> so, um, yes, you have all participated in Mark's Big Dumb Stats. <laughs> <laughs> and to recap, Matt and MJ both got four right. Milty got three right. So there you go. Woohoo! Yay for us. And I'm the winner because I had a lot of fun putting that together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you very much, Bunga. That was indeed a lot of fun. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos as we do at the top of every show lately because what the hell, we're Broncos fans and it's a sports-based podcast. Denver won again. They moved to 3-0. Uh, the knock on the team has been, ah, you're 3-0, but you beat the Jets, you beat the Jags, you beat the Giants. Uh, Mark, does that really mean anything? Yeah, you beat the teams you should have beaten. So I think that it it means a lot that you're beating the teams that you should have beaten. Um, does it mean anything that they're playing teams that suck? Uh, yeah, I mean, there there is some basis to that, that those teams are just – shitty but you cannot suck at a time when you cannot suck um and they did not (laughs) suck at a time when they didn't suck so they won those games and that's the sign of a good team milty what do you think um credence to it denver is beating these teams convincingly they're not close games but still they're not getting a whole heck of a lot of respect just yet i think that they're just exercising their defense and their uh, allowing their offense to try to put up some points and get some practice for 
you know, when the, the tougher teams start to come around, like, you know, Baltimore's coming around this next week. And I think they're, they're going to be ready for it. They're getting a lot of rehearsal in. Um, I think, I think you're going to see a great game, but, but in the games past, yeah, there's, you know, they beat teams that went together. Oh, and nine, but it doesn't matter. They're all pros. Um, professional teams are hard to beat three weeks in a row. Yeah, I completely agree. MJ, what do you think about this? At least we didn't play down to competition. <laughs> it's always a good start. Yeah, there you go. That, that's exactly right. Uh, some notes and news from the game. Uh, the big one coming out, uh, KJ Hamler with uh, an ACL and more uh, to his knee. He is done for the year. Denver's Receiving core takes another hit. Milty, I'm going to start with you. Uh, h- how do you think that this is going to look going forward, uh, not having Judy for at least another four to six and now also missing Hamler? Well, it, it's going to be a little more interesting. We're going to be seeing some receivers that we haven't heard names of, like you know Tyree Cleveland, and we're probably going to see a lot more of Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton trying to take some passes, maybe across the middle. Um I just think with the, the weapons that they still have, uh, Alberto and Noah Fant, they're, they're not losing a lot. They're losing speed, true, and some route running abilities. But I think they're still going to be sound. MJ, KJ Hamler, to Milty's point, was who uh, Denver was really counting on to take the top off of the defense You know, with his just electrifying speed. Uh, who do you think might be able to fill that role going forward? <laughs> with quick little legs you can run Quickly. very fast hop like a bunny <laughs> <laughs> Mark I'll, I'll uh, hit you with the same question what do you think is going to happen there my my guy I think might be Kendall Hinton but I'm not sure how that's going to look <laughs> I, I think he's he's one of those guys um, <clears throat> the, the other approach is you've got check down Teddy and someone who's very safe with the ball and you have a lot of big bodies that you can throw to. So I imagine you'd see a lot of those two tight end sets where you get uh, Albert Obuwekunam and um, <clears throat> I know I'm, I'm really good at pronouncing hard names. That's one of the things <laughs> I pride myself in, despite the fact that I'm an idiot. Um, and <laughs> so you get a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, you'll also have Timmy P and Cortland Sutton, all who are big fellas. Um kind of running around the field trying to open it up for each other and might see some um, tight end and wide receiver screens, you know, with some three uh, split wide packages and just kind of running like that. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of how you fill that hole because you don't really have the speed on the team to do it. Um, You do, but I mean, are you really going to throw out what the hell is his name who returns punts and just hope to God he could stay upright for more than two plays? Uh, no, you don't. So you just throw the big bodies and just hope that you can create some matchup problems and do it that way. Next man up, let's go. Yeah, and I'm going to take, and it's not your fault because it, 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 this is the moniker that's been thrown around for years, uh, this this Teddy check down or check down Teddy. Um, you know, he's seen a jump in his yards per pass attempt this year. He's gone from 7.6 last year on a bad Carolina team uh, to 8.7 yards per attempt. So that's how many yards he's getting per attempt, not even just completion. So they're moving the ball downfield, I think, a little bit more than he's seen, even when he was playing with the Saints. I mean, when he played with the Saints, it was 7.1. Um, and the quarterback whisperer uh, would certainly know how to move the ball downfield a little bit. So 
uh, I, I, he might be changing that narrative a little bit, and I hope that he does. I want him to see him stretch the field. Uh, they've got the weapons to be able to do it as long as they get some health. Um, Kendall Hinton, like I said, Deontay Spencer, I think is going to get some looks too. And and to Mark's point, the big bodies are there, so we will see what happens. Uh, yeah, moving- I really wasn't. I really wasn't referring to him just being checked out as like a bad thing. I was more. No, I know. To- I know. What what was I going to say then? No, no, I know that's who I know you weren't. One hour later. Uh, moving on to the defensive side of the football, Von Miller gets another sack, four on the year. That's one and a third per game. Definitely well over that twenty per year pace. Uh, Milty, starting with you, can he keep it up even with not having Bradley Chubb on the other side? Well, you know he's keeping pace right now. So he's got a sack in the last game. There was some tackles for loss. He's you know, he, he does what it needs to in the running game. Um, I think he's going to be uh, just fine. I think you're going to be approaching between 15 and 20 sacks this year. Mark, you want to put a number on it? 19. 19. Excellent. MJ, how do you see the rest of the season going for a sack total for the good Mr. Miller? 25. 25. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking writing that what's, down. What's the record mm. for one year? He's on pace for 22 now. He can do it. Uh, record in a season, looking it up. I want to say it's it's like 24, 22 and a half. Strahan. How do you get half a sack? Uh, two people hit him at the same time. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, more about Denver's defense. They have the number one scoring defense, giving up just a little over eight points a game. Milty, Baltimore is coming in this week. Can they keep that kind of thing up? I got uh, Baltimore and uh, Denver playing a really good game. I think uh, Lamar's a little bit dinged. Um, he's going to be playing, and he'll be coming at you. You know, Lamar's Lamar. Um, Denver's the number one defense in the league, headed by Vaughn Miller and the uh, big, strong guys on the defensive line and an incredible backfield. So, yeah, I think they're going to maintain number one, and they're they're going to uh, win this game. Mark, we're entering into a stretch of games here that's going to be a little bit interesting. You've got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Uh, not necessarily in that order. Uh, eight points a game is a pretty stiff number. Yes, it was against bad uh, teams, but to Milty's point, you know, they're still pro players, and the difference between professional teams is actually pretty small. Uh, do you think that this is the kind of success that they can continue with, or are we going to see that number creep up a bit? Um, you know, I think it's going to go down just a little bit, um, but uh, down being up, I mean, they're going to give up a few more points. But I, I do see um, them uh, giving uh, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger the Cam Newton treatment and basically putting him into an early retirement. Uh <laughs> He should have probably Ben Roethlisberger should have retired a couple of years ago, or at least at the end of this season. And he's showing his age this season, and they just don't have any kind of offensive identity. And I think that the Broncos are going to tear them apart. Um, I'm not really sure how they're going to fare against the rest of the AFC West. Uh, those teams are all really good. They have a chance this week against Baltimore to do something special, but Baltimore puts up a lot of points, and they're going to run the ball, and you're going to see a lot of running. Uh, the ball so that's that's kind of the key is keep away from Lamar and all all else is good so we'll we'll see what happens I guess but I don't think it's going to be at 8.4 no way uh, MJ I'm going to give you some credit here uh, I wrote down your prediction last week for the score uh, oh and let's before we do that real quick uh, 
the the Broncos won the game. Uh, what twenty six nothing? Milty, you were closest to the pin, twenty eight to three. Well done. Uh, but MJ called five sacks dead on the nose. Nice job, dipshit. Well done. So we are going to uh, dip more into your crystal ball. Tell us how many sacks we're going to get this week and make it happen. Put it out in the universe. You're good at this. Three. Three sacks. And who uh, who will die? Let's 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 make a prediction. <laughs> of I can't say names too. of people in football anymore because every time I talk about people, they get injured. Only so, when you talk about them getting or not getting injured. That's only when that happens. I, the only thing I said about Andy Reid was that he was going to be sad that his <laughs> September record was getting worse. And then he had to go to the hospital. I didn't do anything. You tried to kill fat Andy. <laughs> and you tried to kill you fat man. both of Carson Wentz's ankles. <laughs> it's all I your guess. fault. <laughs> Anywho, back to sports, back to football. All right, Milty touched on it a little bit. We've got the Ravens coming into town. We'll kick it around the panel and get uh, predictions on the score in just a minute. Um, I am going to point out uh, the Ravens only put up 19 points in Detroit last week. Uh, Denver's got a really good defense, as we talked about before. I this one could be another one of those kind of weird games that goes either way, but I, I definitely think that they may not score as much as they uh, the national media thinks they will. Mark, I'm going to start with you. They're getting three of their big defensive players. The Ravens are back um, off of the COVID uh, reserve list, uh, most notably um, Justin Houston, who's just a uh, – and um, Brandon Williams is actually the one I was thinking of. He's a big plug up the middle, stops to run a lot. Um uh, defensive plug tackle, up <laughs> plug up the middle. Big one, huh? Plug up like the plug. Straightening, <laughs> did, like did a we? spine straightening plug. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Justin uh, Med- Medupiki. 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 I got it. I practice it and I still screwed it up. Um, so the defense ought to be a little bit better, but how do you see this game going? Yeah, I mean, those guys are coming back from the COVIDs, which we've seen in the past when they come back from the COVIDs or COVIDs protocol that guys tend to not be in football shape. Um, And COVIDs kind of wrecks havoc on your shapiness anyways. So uh, they're going to be sluggish. And Justin Houston's not what he was three or four years ago. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. But I I don't see Justin Houston being that big of a factor. The other two guys, yes, especially that butt plug up the middle. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I, I think their defense will be marginally better, but I think that the Broncos have enough weapons on offense and enough big bodies to spread the ball around. And Teddy likes to spread the ball around. So he will spread that plug. MJ, I'm just going to ignore all that and <laughs> ask you for what you think is going to happen in this football game. Uh, I think it's going to be hard fought, but I think the Broncos are going to win. And I think Brandon McManus is going to outkick Justin Tucker. Strong words. You're talking Fine about words. you're talking about the GOAT. I don't even like the guy, and he's best kicker of all time. Uh, I, am the, I am the chief of kicker club, but I'm saying that Brandon McManus will outkick him in this game. Awesome. KO. Uh, KO. Milty. Give me a score, bud. What do you think is going to happen? You want to score, huh? Okay, uh, 27 to 12. 
Who? Denver. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I assumed you assumed that. Yep. I'm going to go uh, 24 to 10. Um, who? So, so Denver. <laughs> uh, Mark, who you got? What do you got? 23-17. MJ. You didn't ask me who. I don't have to. Yeah, you do. MJ. 27-24. Broncos. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Who? Donkeys! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough about the Broncos. Let's talk about the rest that we want to talk about in week three of the NFL. Let's kick it off with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, A game, strangely, in week three that was for last place in the AFC West, and the Chiefs came out on top. Mark, you're looking a little prescient here. Or the Chargers came out on top. That's what I meant to say. Uh, You're looking a little prescient here. The Chiefs are in the bottom of the division, but not via injury. What do you think is going on there? Uh, Well, they're in the bottom of the division, and it's not via injury. And that spells good things for my predictions. (laughs) Because I have the Chargers in first, right? Yeah. So... I don't know why you're giving me that weird look again, because I have the Chargers in first. And even though the Broncos are in first right now, the Chiefs are not in first. And that's what you guys all said was going to happen. So therefore, we're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Three games actually. The Chiefs are two games back in the division and in last place. Uh, The Chargers look really effing good. Uh, Their defense showed a lot. Uh, You know, they did give up 24 points in this game. But um, there was a lot of turnovers and that kind of craziness in this game. It was a it was a fun watch. It was a really fun game to watch. Uh, Milty, um, Chargers coming off that loss against uh, Dallas, turn around and then uh, whoop up on the Chiefs a little bit. Uh, how do you see uh, how this game's going to impact both of their seasons going forward? You know, when you start off in last place, even after only three games, it's it's going to you have a long ways to climb to get back into it. And uh, there's plenty of good teams, not just in the AFC West, but like to Mark's point, you you give up four turnovers, two two picks, two fumbles. It's going to be hard to win any game doing that. And if that continues, they're going to stay in the cellar. Yeah, to Milty's point, Pat Mahomes, 27 of 44, 260, three touchdowns and two picks. MJ, uh, do you think the Chiefs are going to stay where they're at? Do you see them climbing out? How do you see this one going? They're going to climb out, mostly because last week I said that they were going to lose because they had to start from the bottom, and then they will be there. You know, I can't argue with that logic. All right. Uh, next up on the docket, Miami versus Oakland. Oakland t- gets the win in overtime. Uh, Mark, starting with you, I can't get a handle on this Raiders team, dude. It, you know, they they beat Pittsburgh, who's supposed to be pretty good. Then they struggle with the with the damn Dolphins, and only getting the win in overtime against a backup quarterback. What do we think about this Raiders team? I think they're decent. Um, it looks like a very comfortable quarterback in the backfield there. Uh, under John Gruden's system, uh, they're really getting along. That defense is awful, <laughs> showing lots of holes. Their defensive front looks okay, but the rest of that defense is like. Milty, uh, Josh Jacobs did not play in this game, but Peyton Barber steps in for 111 yards. 
almost five yards a clip. Do you think uh, it's something he can sustain, or do they need Jacobs back sooner than later? I don't think it's going to make that much difference. Uh, they got good blocking schemes. Uh, Gruden's a coach. He's a great coach. Um, I I don't know how far they're going to take this because, you know, you look at that, it's the Steelers, for example, I don't know how good they really are. So they beat them early, and then the Steelers take a shit. So who knows? But uh, I don't think it's going to make that much difference between the running backs. Michaela, I'm not going to ask you about a specific player in this game. I'm just going to ask you, uh, fuck the Raiders, yes or no? Yes. Okay, very good. Moving on to the next game, uh, the Packers and the Niners, a fantastic football game. It was really a lot of fun to watch, uh, even after I had had a few cocktails at the Denver game. Uh, the Niners come away with a loss, losing by two to Aaron and the Packers. Mark, starting with you here. Uh, Rodgers, 23 of 33, 261. You know, 66% clip. Seems like he had a decent game, didn't throw a pick. Just couldn't get over on the old night, or just couldn't. Uh, what am I talking about here? Just it doesn't seem like he's quite all there yet, does he? You said two two. I did. So I don't think you're all there too. I not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and in San Francisco, it looks like a really good team uh, that's going to be there for the hall, and they're doing things right with Trey Lance bringing him in right before halftime to score that touchdown, even though it seemed to really piss off. Uh, Jimmy G <laughs> they brought him in which makes sense but at the same time it was a design play for Trey Lance so it, it just made sense um, it was a really entertaining game I, I do think that both of those teams are going to be in the hunt going down the stretch uh, as far as Green Bay is concerned I think they're just going to get better as um, Rodgers pulls out of his feng shui funk and gets back to playing football and uh, you notice he's starting to get better now that he's not Captain Greaseball with his hair and is just kind of going with the California locks, right? Like he's got the he's got the the locks now instead of just pulling it back like a fucking greaser. I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my question to MJ. So perfect segue, MJ. Who do you think has better hair, Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers? Oh God, neither. <laughs> so Maybe the first one to say that Jimmy G looks a lot like our cousin. Oh yeah. If he was four inches taller and could throw a football over those mountains. Jimmy G can't throw football over those mountains. Sure he can. He can throw a football over those mountains right there. Just ask him. Jimmy G doesn't look like He looks like alter ego Foost. <laughs> look like Foost. Shout out to Foost. There he <laughs> he does look like Foost. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Uh, Milty, the Niners... You know, they're two and one. They're in a real tough division. Uh, the Packers are not in a real tough division. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, which one is going to, you think, uh, need this game or have needed this game a little bit more? I think, well, the 49ers are probably going to have needed it a little bit more. But, you know, like you said, the Packers are in a pretty simple division. The 49ers are in the NFC West, and they're all pretty good there. But all I can say about Jimmy Garoppolo getting pissed about one play is doesn't matter. You're not going to be the starter before the end of the season. Uh, I think you might be wrong about that. Um, he might not be the starter next year, but he'll finish the season unless he gets hurt. Well, that, you know, you never know. But I, I am seeing Trey Lance playing more and more. And then if he continues to play halfway decent, I can see him being the starter before the end of the year. Yes, dipshit. What do you got? 
we will never know who will be the starter for the 49ers in the next game. Go so far as Kyle Shanahan's concerned, everyone can die tomorrow. So if, if no one will ever be a cert, no one will That's ever right. be a sure start. Ooh, spooky. Absolutely right. And last but not least, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the LA Rams had a tilt uh, in what is seen by many as, yes, Mark. But I, I wanted to go back to the Kyle Shanahan, everyone can die tomorrow comment. Does that sound like a, the next James Bond movie title to anybody? No time to die. We all can no, die tomorrow. Everyone, everyone <laughs> dies tomorrow. Everyone dies tomorrow. <laughs> Who sings anyway. that theme song? <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> no, how about Diplo? <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we're going to go see him on Saturday, so why not give another plug to our boys from Gothenburg, Avatar! There you go. Let's get Avatar singing a James Bond song. All right. The Rams and the Bucks. A lot of people saw this as a potential NFC Championship uh, preview. Uh, The Rams get the win, 34-24. Mark, starting off with you. Stafford, my pick for MVP, 343, four touchdowns. Had himself a hell of a game against a really good defense. Uh, but Tom Brady, you know, 41 to 55, 432 and a touchdown. Who had the better game? Well, the Rams did. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady lost the game. So um, I think that, you know, obviously the win here goes to everyone in Los Angeles and the loss goes to the East Coast in that particular instance because the actual physical win went into the win column of the Los Angeles Rams. Your question was silly. Thank you. MJ, you've got your hands <laughs> in the air. What? Uh, I, I'm guessing you have something you'd like to chime in with, so I'm just going to kick it over to you. What do you got there? Matt Stafford, my beloved. <laughs> my highest scoring player. On, no one cares about my fantasy team. I love no Matt Stafford. Cares. <laughs> That's not even on the agenda. <laughs> Milty setback for the Bucks for sure. They are uh, definitely probably going to win that division. Yes, Mark, I can see you it's, loading it's up a, with something. It's a setback for the Bucks because they lost. <laughs> <sighs> you asked the stupidest fucking question. <laughs> hey, do the best I can here, okay? Leave me alone. Who had a better game, the team that won or the team that lost? I'm talking about the quarterbacks. I was talking about the quarterbacks. Clearly, it's the quarterback that won the fucking game and not the wins, quarterback. Wins is not a quarterback stat. You yes, can it out- is. No, it is not. That is the dumbest take in the world. Right up next to momentum's not a thing, okay? <sighs> momentum's not a thing. Two hours later. I never said Jack Johnson and Curtis McDermott should be on the same line. Okay, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I did yes, not. Yes, no, did. I didn't. You no, did. I didn't. One eternity later. Milty, I'm finally going to get to you. Huge setback for the Ram or for the for the Buccaneers, or is this something that they can recover from and march forward? Uh, they'll recover from it. They, you know, they've got a lot of games to go. It's only week three, but I'll tell you what: that Stafford looks pretty good. He makes a good team better. Um, and any time that an NFL quarterback is throwing 50-plus passes a game is not a good sign. No, not at all. Uh, finally, for the recap of the week, uh, Mark, your game of the week. The Giants lose to the Falcons. The Falcons get off the schneid. Um, wasn't a real fun game, was it? 
No, schneid's a fun word, though. I love schneid. Schneid's yeah. awesome. That's all I got to say. Okay, very good. All right, that wraps up week three. Let's kick it over to Milty. Share with us your degenerateness and give us your bet of the week. Okay, I just want to remind everybody that I'm still involved in three of the original degen bets. Uh, the Broncos will win 10, 11, and 12 games, and right now I'm 3-0 and in that. Um, I did lose last week, and I had the Broncos between 19 and 24 points. Until they kicked that last fucking field goal, I had that one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, twenty-three to nothing would have been better for me than twenty-six to nothing. But can I, can I insert a joke about a backdoor cover here? Since we're talking about plugs, the whole podcast. It might it might get a whole nother subject going. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Chargers are playing the uh, Raiders. Is that what I got here? This coming week? Yes. Um, yes. So that is correct. I I am taking the Chargers and the Raiders to both score over 20 points, and the Chargers will win the game. Are you taking Chargers on the money line or Chargers? Uh, on the money line. Okay. Is this? Are you parlaying all three of these? Just just the two. Just the two. Two bet parlay. Okay, so you're going to prop that they both score 20, and then that you're going to parlay that the Chargers win Cor- outright. Correct, and I Got made it. that bet online about two hours ago. What are your total odds there? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. You bet it. It was it was a plus 175. So all right, there you go. Plus 175. All right. I mean, you were getting plus 575 last week. Yeah, so that was it was it was nice. It was it was there, <laughs> right? You're the 20 plus per game. I mean, right now, I think the over under for that game is 52 and a half. So that's actually not a terrible bet. That's right. Mm-hmm. I looked at it from that standpoint for the total score, but uh, the 20 was just tempting, right? So you get a little bit better odds. Awesome. Thank you very much, Mr. Degenerate. Moving on to NFL Week 4, we've just got a few games to look at. First and foremost, the Cardinals and the Rams, a battle of undefeateds in the NFC West. Mark, break this one down for us. I really am going to not watch this game at all, but it looks very interesting. It's uh, NFC West, you know, the, the leaders in those divisions, and it's the toughest division, I think, in football uh, right now. Uh, I'm looking at... Uh, Probably the Rams are going to kind of put the wood to the Cardinals at this point. Um, and it's not going to be a close game. I think Kyler Murray's just going to be under duress the whole time. Uh, from Aaron Donald pushes up the middle. And uh, we're going to see a lot of um, Kyler Murray flailing about in the backfield. All right. Milky, Kyler Murray, is he going to flail or is he going to excel he's going to be running for his life there's going to be a couple of defensive spies back there uh anytime he gets past the line of scrimmage there's going to be people on him uh, i fear for his life in this game i think you know if he's any chance of you know going down with an injury or getting hit really hard it's going to be in this game rams are tough if aaron donald gets anywhere near this kid uh yeah he's going to rip his head and just clean off of his body mj we like to talk about the wee quarterback <laughs> Do you think he's got a shot in this game? No, because Matt Stafford, my beloved, I I need Matt Stafford to do better. 
<laughs> you can't see it, but she's just nodding at home in affirmation of her own take. All right, well done. Moving on, another big game in the NFC West, Seahawks versus Niners. The Seahawks, yes, Mark. Back to Seahawks, Niners, the Seahawks, one and two, the Niners, two and one. MJ, starting with you, can Russ cook his way out of this one? So I just want to do a quick look behind the curtain here. When Matt and I were in the call before Mark and Milty got in, I literally told him that I read a whole story about the Seahawks and Niners game and none of it processed in my brain and I didn't learn anything. So I'm going to say, sure, Russ cooked good. Why not? <laughs> and who knows? The whole Niners team might be dead. So, All right. They could die tomorrow. Mark, do you All agree? Russ cook good or the Niners going to stay alive? Uh, I was going to go with, uh, I was going to try to do a, a, a take on a song for the, now you've got the Bee Gees stuck in my head. <laughs> Everyone dies tomorrow. It's like Tom Jones. No? Russ Cook, good. Move on. <laughs> Uh, those of you who can't uh, see it at home, everyone just gave Mark a look of just complete and utter dumbfoundedness. I got sandbagged hard. <laughs> you got sandbagged. <laughs> no, I think the I think the Niners are gonna win this game. Carry on. All right, Milty, how do you see this one going? Niners favored by three, they're gonna win by more than that. Plain and simple. Okay. Uh next up. The game that everyone across the country is looking to watch. Tom Brady makes his return to Foxborough and leads the Bucks in to face the evil empire. Uh, Mark, starting with you. Patriots got a chance here? No. That's it. That's <laughs> um, no, I don't think they do. Um, Tommy's pissed about the loss. Yada, yada, emotions. Yada, yada, rookie quarterback. Yada, yada, yada. No, there's no chance. Uh, Milty, do you agree? No chance. Absolutely none whatsoever. Player outplays his previous coach. It's just plain and simple. They're going to win by 20. I'm writing that down. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, write that one down for sure. Got that it. is sizzling <laughs> hot. Right. Tom's going to drive shit. it home to prove a point. Right. MJ, you going to make it a clean sweep? Yeah, the only note I wrote down for this one was this game sucks, so boo pats. Yep, boo pats. Everyone hates the pats except for Broof. All right, and you when (laughs) you're rooting for them just to piss off Milty. Yeah, but I am rooting for Tom Brady in this game because uh, it's his last game at the stadium that he helped build. So Yeah, more than likely. And, you know, he's really – reinvented himself since he left some of the stuff that he's doing like it is advertising and his endorsements are hilarious like it, like as soon as he got out from under belichick some that subway commercial where he like sniffs the loaf of bread and lays you don't eat bread it's hysterical the other one too where they're like hey what about me we don't have time for you yeah, <laughs> Everything that he's done since he's yeah. left has been awesome. You know, like throwing the fucking trophy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see that that some bitch actually floats? They threw yeah. one of the East River last week on the SPS just to that. see if it would. I saw that. That's <laughs> like, gotta oh. piss that. Oh, that was that the first thing that I thought. Off. Is where is that dumb bitch screaming about her great grandfather <laughs> who designed that? 
That's disrespectful to everyone who worked on it. Oh, shut up. It's his trophy. He can do what he wants with it. Yeah, no shit. All right. All right. That is. Last but not least, Raiders and Chargers. Another big game in the AFC West. MJ, starting with you, do the Raiders maintain their undefeated season or do the Chargers not come off the pedestal? Let's go, Chargers. Let's go, Chargers. (laughs) Mark, agree or disagree? Can't say San Diego. Superchargers anymore. But yeah, I got the Chargers. <laughs> hey, Milty, break it down. Well, Raiders and the Cardinals are two unbeaten teams to fall this weekend. How about that? There you go. How about that? How about that? How about awesome. that? <laughs> you think it's just going to be the two? Because uh, who are the Panthers playing this week? Uh, they are oh, playing... playing the Cowboys. Ooh, yeah. could be three. Damn, that's a good game, too. How did we miss that one? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's the Panthers and the Cowboys. Right. Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> not playing. Who did? What Jamoke did they just sign to the Panthers team? Yeah, another jabroni. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. All right. Moving on to the Spiders Cup, the race to 0-17. There are five teams currently on track. The Jets, the Colts, the Jags, the Lions, and the Giants. As of recording of this podcast, the Jags are still up. I believe it's 14 to nothing over the Bengals. Uh, 14-7, I think. Oh, now it's 7. Did it just change? Okay, 7. Okay. Uh, It's on TV in the other room, and the wife's going back and forth between that and baseball, so I can't keep complete tabs on it. But looks like the Jags might get off the list. Um, Let's see if I can ask this question way better than I did last week. Milty, (laughs) of the four teams, which one is most likely so far? To finish 0 and 17. <laughs> oh, God. I think it's going to be the Jags. But then the score tonight, 14 7. The game's not over, but who knows? So if that's not going to happen, it'll be the Jets. Mark, what do you got? Jets will continue their streak, and they will be the team that is going on to uh, not microwave their food during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, who is happening? Pick one. Please tell me it's popcorn. <laughs> it's popcorn. It's totally. Oh, popcorn. it's so awesome! We're gonna get all the popping corn sounds. So fuck it, and who cares? I didn't do it to start the show. I got to do it somewhere. So <laughs> I'm going to see Mark on Saturday, and he is getting pushed down the stairs at the Summit Music Hall, and I hope he knows that. And that's all we're going to talk about that because those teams suck. Next, Mark, share with us what you have found for your NFL Game of the Week. Game of the Week! We're talking about Bungie's Game of the Week in the NFL, and this is the one you definitely want to watch. This one is going to be probably on Fox. I have no fucking idea, and I'm not caring because they don't sponsor us. But go and check out this game, everybody. It is the Lions versus the Bears. One team with a quarterback that is extraordinarily overpaid, and the other team that, because they have a quarterback controversy between it, a dead ginger and a guy who's a rookie who can't throw more than five yards per play. Uh, they have a controversy. 
for some reason because their whole team sucks and this is going to be a battle of will and wit to watch it to the end. You're going to have to have will and wit because you're going to have to make fun of the teams while you watch it. So enjoy the Lions at Bears for your week three game of the week. Week four. (laughs) Week four. (laughs) So, Mark, the over-under on Justin Fields' rushing yards last week was 47, and I think their total number was like 68 and just total offense. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's going to get any better? No. Okay. He may not even play this week. Who knows? All right. Very good. Game of the week. Thank you very much, Bungie. Let's move on to the... Oh, Mark, we're going to stay with you. Talk to us about some MLB news. Uh, Major League Baseball, the wild card race is heating up. Uh, yes. And the American League is a mess. What's going on, bud? Yes. So there are, as we speak today, four teams that still have wild card potential. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, that will probably be down to just the two. Um, we don't know who those two are, but currently Toronto sits one game back. Seattle's a half game back. Boston, who lost tonight to the fucking Orioles, uh, is one game back of the Yankees, and the Yankees are in the lead of the wild card by one game. That can change. We're hoping that it stays the same or Boston gets better, but they probably won't because they seem to be falling apart. Now, in the American League or in the National League, seem things seem to be a little bit more, and actually they are, uh, a little bit better. So you've got um, the Dodgers and St. Louis Cardinals are in the wild card. And the only thing that really hasn't been wrapped up is Atlanta um, hasn't clinched their division. And uh, that's pretty much it there. So, yeah. And that covers us for Major League Baseball News of the Week. Thank you very much, Mark. And that's all we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Moving on to the association and basketball news, Kyrie Irving MPJ both have come out and said they're not going to get the vaccination. And then the Nuggets turned around and gave MPJ a whole bunch of money. Yes, Mark. Now, they didn't. Kyrie Irving never said he wasn't vaccinated. What happened was, is a reporter said, are you going to be able to play in this year's home games in Brooklyn because you have to be vaccinated to get into the building? And Kyrie said, I respect, I want, I need you guys to respect my privacy on this issue. Basically giving up that, you know, the flat earther is also an anti-vaxxer. Um, but then, yeah, MPJ got paid uh, max contract extension and he's an idiot too. Yeah. MPJ uh, publicly said, and I did uh, actually read into this one a little bit, even though I read in between the lines of Kyrie's statement, uh, he's had COVID twice, doesn't trust the vaccine and uh, just isn't ready to do it yet. But then the Nuggets gave a max contract. Uh, Milty, MPJ got the max you know, a kid can just flat out fill it up. It would probably, if he plays up to his potential, look like a, a contract that's going to be cheap in the long run. Do you think that was the right move for the Nuggets to do? I, you know, for the, from the Nuggets standpoint, I do. Uh, I think he's one hell of a player. He has to be able to stay healthy. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> that is very true. MJ, MPJ, good guy or boo that man? Fuck that guy. (laughs) Mark, what do you think? I think that 
despite the vaccination thing, um, when it, when the Nuggets first drafted MPJ, I believe I was talking to Milty and said that you are really going to like this kid in a couple of years. And I think that's come to fruition. And I think that if he can stay healthy, that contract is going to look really good uh, by the end of it. And I believe I said that right after somebody posted it. And then somebody said it before me on the podcast because they went first. I don't remember if you posted it somewhere or not. I can look it up and <laughs> screenshot it. You, you, you may. By all means, go ahead. And the other really fun story of the NBA, the Ben Simmons Philadelphia 76ers story just continues to get more and more funny. Uh, MJ, do you think uh, there is a chance that Ben is going to play another game in Philadelphia? It sounded like no from what you guys were saying, but you said that wherever he goes, he wants to be the man. Do you know where Ben Simmons can be the man? Guangdong. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, there was a trade rumor that he was going to go to Chicago for Zach Levine and other pieces. I think that's a horrible deal. What do you think about it? Yeah, I saw that trade deal. Um, I also saw one of the things that his agent came out and said, and I forgot to mention this yesterday, but uh, mentioning it now that he does. He said to everyone that he does not fit with uh, Joel Embiid's style of play, and this is one of the main reasons why he wants to get traded. Uh, duh. <laughs> Joel Embiid, uh, the offense runs through him, whereas Ben Simmons is a point guard who the offense runs through him, and he does not shoot the ball. Um, he just passes and distributes. He's kind of like a, a really – non-defensive playing version of um, Rondo back in the day. Um, he just can't shoot. <laughs> and Joel Embiid's got to have the ball. And then, you know, they kind of run this weird triangle scheme out of him where he's passing and distributing, kind of like what they do in Denver with uh, the Joker. So, um, But that being said, it's going to take a lot to get him out of Philadelphia because that contract is really bad. Yeah, and I think Embiid's about done with the whole thing. He came out today and said uh, the whole thing was bordering on disrespect because they built the team around Ben Simmons. They changed the way they played around Ben Simmons. Uh, I think Embiid's done with it. And, yeah, I did like the way Embiid started his career, but uh, he's turning out to be a guy who I actually kind of respect. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, MJ, your turn. Let's talk about some quick hockey hits. NHL preseason is underway. What are the storylines that you are following? Well, there's not really any storylines in preseason so far, at least. Um, I don't know. Jack Eichel's still a saber, and that sucks. Uh, the more important storylines is that Evander Kane was cleared of being betting on games that he was playing in, so good for him. And then he immediately went under investigation for two health and safety uh concerns or violations i think they said one of which was a covid violation they didn't say what the other one is really the nhl is just trying very hard to get kane out of the league is what it seems to be uh the other one is that a ukrainian hockey team had a guy on it and i don't remember his name douchebag we'll call him douchebag douchebag but in ukrainian um he like, I don't know exactly what happened, but he looked at a black player on the other team and pretended to peel a banana and eat it. So that was a bad look. So he got a gay misconduct, and then he got suspended 
and there was a little bit of confusion over the suspension, but he got suspended for three games automatically and then 10 games on top of that, and then they can review his suspension and see if he needs more. Uh, The IIHF has already come out and said that they would like to ban him um, permanently from all IIHF shit, which is like worlds and stuff. Uh, But then the UHL commissioner guy was like, I think we should ban him for life. And then he got fired. So no one really knows what's going on. But hopefully that guy just disappears off the face of the earth. Yeah, that guy can go eat a bag of dicks. I think in the UHL you can just disappear and then nobody ever hears from you again. (laughs) I think that's that part of the world where that can happen. (laughs) In Russian hockey, the ice skates you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck that guy. All right, moving on. Oh, Before we move on to our NCAA I do want to publicly come out and say, yes, Mark had the cheaper contract take before I did. Uh, thank you very much. You were correct there. I said Fucker, it. I appreciate you. You're welcome, buddy. Love you. Okay. NCAA news for the week uh, in football. Notre Dame had themselves a good game. We thought this was going to be a, a test for them to play Wisconsin, and they beat the Doors off the Badgers. Milty, is Notre Dame for real? Well, I, you know, they're always in the win column, so that puts them for real regardless of what year. But I I don't – you know, they did put a big hurting on Wisconsin. You know, I thought Wisconsin was a pretty good team. But they did it with offense and defense. And uh, I, I think they're going to go right on next week or this coming weekend and lose by five to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't have that much faith at all. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Uh, Mark, Notre Dame's had a, a kind of an up and down season in terms of dominant wins. You know, they, they got everything they wanted from Purdue, but then they go into Madison and just beat the shit out of the Badgers. Uh, what do you think is going to be the season outlook for these guys? Just going back to the, this game, um, there was a little bit of um, Jack Cohn wanted to get after his old team because Jack Cohn was at Wisconsin before this, I believe. I'm pretty sure he transferred from Wisconsin and uh, is a graduate student this year. And that's why he's starting for Notre Dame. And uh, so he's like, all right, well, I was at Wisconsin for four years and now I'm at Notre Dame. And so there's kind of that win one for the Conester thing. Um, but, I, you know, they, they have an outside chance if they can keep going with their schedule to get into the playoff. Uh, they just play good enough teams where it can happen. And it doesn't matter what everyone else's schedules are or what conference they're in that Notre Dame Fighting Irish do play enough talent that they can actually get into a playoff spot. Yeah, to Milty's point, this game coming up against Cincinnati next week is very, very interesting. So we'll see. Big one. Yeah, big one. Uh, Briefly touching on the next one, uh, CSU went into Iowa. They were a 29-point dog, and they fucking covered, Mark. How about that? They were winning at halftime. I know. (laughs) Let down by Iowa or CSU playing over their heads? CSU playing over their heads 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Milty, uh, such a thing as moral victories when you take these million-dollar paydays, go into a big school, and lose? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've never really been a big fan of that theory, but I'm proud of them boys in green from up north there. You know, they did a great job. They they came out swinging, and they, they just didn't have the horses to finish the job, so. 
There you go. All right, next up, Fresno State. We've talked about them a little bit. They had a home game against the UNLV running Rebels, and UNLV was ahead of this game into the fourth quarter and gave uh, Fresno everything they could handle. Mark, uh, is Fresno for real, or was this just a hiccup? I think uh, Fresno is for real-ish. I don't know. Um, you know, those running Rebels of yours really gave them a, a, a really – uh, good fight, and I, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal because it's Fresno State, and they were in the top, you know, twenty-five, not the top ten. So um, they're they're not going anywhere, anyways, with the playoff and that kind of thing. But they they put up against a couple of teams, and then this was a big letdown for them. So yeah, Grandma Ma doesn't play tight end for UNLV, so fuck those guys. That's all I have to say about that. Those are your, those are your boys <laughs> on basketball. Tark, Grandma Ma, Stacey Ogman. Come on, Greg Anthony. That was my squad back in the day. Okay. Live with it. It'll be fine. All right, Milty, Fresno State. They're 18th in the country. Almost lose at home to UNLV. Uh, is this something that they can build off of or trouble in the time to come? I think they're fine. <laughs> everybody, everybody plays weird games like this. So I think they're fine. UNLV got up for the game. Uh, Fresno let down. Fresno letdown. All right, then finally, uh, news of the week. It looks like there is some uh, rumors in the in the wind that CSU and Air Force might move to the AAC, uh, giving them 28 total teams in that particular conference. Um, Mark, good move for those two teams, or should they stay where they are? I think it's a better conference athletics-wise. Um, it improves. It makes it easier for – uh, Air Force and Navy to make things happen because that's going to be a conference game. Um, and Air Force um, and CSU both will play better, I think, uh, teams. Um, you know, you get Boise State, who is good occasionally, and you get uh, a couple of those other teams that just um, run in and uh, have decent years. But, you know, th- these other teams actually put out some decent NFL prospects on the regular. So, um, I think that this is a good move for them if they can get into it. MJ, what do you think? I just heard about the AAC when we were talking about the agenda for this podcast. So good for them or sorry for their loss. Milty, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> anything? God, the only thing I can think of is that I also heard that a couple of the teams that are in that conference are also possibly looking at leaving, going to the Big 12 or, you know, Big 10 or, you know, one of these conferences that have a number in their name but don't know how to count. Um, so, I, you know, talking about Houston, Cincinnati, UFC, all bailing. So who knows? They're, they're going to have to replace them with something. All right. Thank you very much, panel. Let us move on to our final bit and my second favorite piece of the entire podcast, Dipshit, Your Time to Shine. Share with us your Dipshit of the Week. Uh, my Dipshit of the Week is Arn Anderson. Some of you might recognize that name as a very old wrestler. <laughs> um, he is on AEW, and I didn't realize that, but there was a bunch of memes going around last night because apparently he's like a manager for Cody Rhodes, uh, I'm going to read you the transcript from this promo that he cut on Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> There's two big differences between you and I, Cody. If you pull up to a red light and a man jerks your car door open and tries to take your car, you'd say, okay, take it, just don't hurt me. You know what I'd do? 
I pull out the Glock, put it on his forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. <laughs> I'm Arn Anderson, and I'd be damned if I'm going to coach a loser. What the fuck, Arn Anderson? <laughs> he like pretended to put a gun up to Cody and like Cody Rhodes' head too. It was fucking weird. Cody Rhodes has a lot of the money behind AEW, so he had to have had some of the um, thoughts into that, maybe? I mean, I'm sure he said, yeah, that's it's fine if you pretend to point a gun at me, but Jesus Christ, Arn Anderson, maybe don't premeditate murder on national television. <laughs> he is original, what, one of the original four horsemen and probably a little bit brain damaged like some of those other guys are. <sighs> The only one who I, who's that? What you had, Chris Benoit, who definitely brain damaged. Yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah. Caught on a train a couple weeks ago, brain damage. <laughs> right. Still thinks he's fucking twenty three. Arn Anderson, who is apparently threatening to murder people on live television, and who was the fourth four horseman? Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko and who the fuck knows what that guy's up to. <laughs> I, I think Arn Anderson is a case study in why you don't mix steroids and cocaine off of strippers' asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if you look at Arn Anderson, he does not look like he ever did cocaine or steroids. He just did not have that body type ever. Oh, he was a giant back in the day. He was huge. He was the guy was oh. he wasn't those guys back in that time, they weren't ripped, right? They weren't yeah. the cut, like shredded like you get now. They were just they had that farm boy look strength to them. And they were just big dudes. They were just huge. All they did was pump iron and eat cheeseburgers. I remember the four horsemen coming out and Arn Anderson always had to wear his shirt because he was fucking Cheeseburger Central. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Pete Malenko's ripped out of his mind, and Benoit is like, has no neck. And <laughs> Benoit's earlobes touched his shoulders. <laughs> That's how big that guy's traps were. <laughs> There's Art Anderson, who's like half bald head and looked like he had just gotten out of the fucking drive through line. <laughs> <laughs> he was just along for the ride because Ric Flair liked him. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pull him away uh, from the strip pole and a 12-pack of fucking Keystone right, Light. Right. <laughs> Molson. 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to do like an all 80s and 90s wrestling cast one of these days because that would be a blast. All right. Thank you very much, Dipshit. I appreciate it. Let us finish this bad boy up. Milty, give us your final thoughts. Final thoughts are how do I live down three days in Wisconsin by four days in Las Vegas, baby? Craps, blackjack, slots, gambling, betting. Maybe even a food review for next week. Ooh, pencil Batista, that in. Batista's last oh, stand. Here we come. Oh, are, we, uh, are you bringing your uh, equipment with you, Milty, so we can get you after dark on the strip? No. Oh, I would hope <laughs> no. <laughs> but that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Maybe if if one of us was with you, but not alone. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen what happens with I'm with Milty and I try to get him after dark. He winds up in the wrong hotel. (laughs) 
been there, done that. <laughs> All right. MJ, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, completely unrelated, but I want to tell everyone what I'm seeing on the television right now. The Golden Knights and the Kings are playing each other, but they're playing each other in Salt Lake City, and the lighting looks like it's bright in the center, but it looks like they forgot to turn the lights on. So it's like super dark at the edges and it looks like a shitty beer league game. I, this is garbage. <laughs> awesome. And for my favorite part of the night, Mark, kick it off for us, bro. All right. Well, we had a lot of fun again tonight. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we really appreciate all of you listening, except for those of you in Mexico. Go fuck yourselves. Um, we will enjoy. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. By the time this comes out, we are uh, going to be watching Avatar at Summit Music Hall, which should be a great time. Anyways, we hope uh, all of you, and then, you know, we've got High Loon next week. What else do we have? We've got Matt and I are going to the game. Anyways, fuck off Mexico for not listening in. Uh, and everyone out there in uh, here right in Denver and Las Cruces and London and Athens and Amsterdam and Austin and Auckland and Bulgaria, Bogota, Reykjavik, Berlin, Perth, Mumbai, Trinidad and Tobago, Tbilisi, Sicily, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, Ontario, Canada, and Gothenburg, where the metal comes from. We love you all. Final update before we sign off. Uh, the Jags and Bengals are now 14-14, so there's a chance the Jags might still be in the race for the Spiders Cup. We'll check in next week and see what happens. I've got a challenge for all the goons out there. Tell one of your friends about how fun this podcast is, because we would love to reach some more ears and have some more fun doing it. For uh mark mj and milty my name is matt thanks so much for joining us we'll catch you next time see ya bruh